What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Dusty Dimes Podcast. I am your host, TJ Plogger, with my co-host. What's up, Tuck? How's it going, TJ? Good, good. Special guest we got today, uh, NHL, AHL player, Dennis Bonvi. Awesome. Really looking forward to it. Guy holds a record for penalty minutes in the AHL with 4,804. You know, a guy like myself, I really respect that. Absolutely. 100%. 110%. It's the guy is a beauty. Like, I've been, you know, obviously we do research on these guys, you know, to, you know, get through a podcast with them and, and see what they're like. And just, you know, Looking up this guy and reading about him, it's it's unreal the career he had and what he's doing now. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Dennis Bombi. What's up, Dennis? How are you? Dennis, you there? No, he's not connected. But like I said, when he connects you, we'll we'll start talking to him. Um, like I said too, like the, the career he had is is unreal and what he's doing now and. And what he's done for for the game is it's it's unreal. It's it's just totally awesome what he's what he's doing now. He's actually a scout now, and we'll get that. In, we'll get into it with him when uh, when he connects. Hopefully, finally. Yeah. <laughs> God, goddamn anchor again, man! I tell it. you, Probably. absolutely. It's it's just, you know, yeah. It's it's bullshit. You know, you you know you have. Three good podcasts here, then you have a shitty podcast. You can't connect with somebody. I'm not saying it's a shitty podcast. I'm saying it's a shit connection with trying yeah. to get somebody on. But then we have we have some some fan some fan questions as well, and you know we I've gotten positive positive feedback about last night's podcast, and I shared that with you. It's it's actually it's it's a plus for us actually. You know that. There, people are actually, you know, giving a shit. So, but uh, Dennis, you there, bud? What the hell? Can't connect. Can you hear us, Dennis? Dennis, you there? Oh man! Damn it! God, goddamn anchor. God damn anger. But uh we'll I'll get in I'll get into one question now. I'll let you uh there, there's there's one question I will I, I will say is somebody asked a question is the importance of lifting weights and I, getting stronger in hockey. I'll let you start. Like that I said one. yesterday, if you didn't listen yesterday, you should probably go back and listen to yesterday's podcast and I kinda touched up on it, but your overall health and wellness is definitely important. Whether it's lifting weights or getting on a bike or whatever it's going to be, you're not going to hurt yourself by improving your overall health. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be some uh-huh. greased up, like, and, jacked and- monkey out on the ice there. You're not going to be worth a shit. But, I mean, lean muscles what you want to go for. I think I got you now, boys. Hey, there you are, Dennis. My bad, my bad. Absolutely. Something I had to go into. Dennis, what's up, buddy? Up. Not the first time. How are you, man? <laughs> nah, you're good, no man. No problem, you're good. Uh, Thanks for taking the time out to uh, to talk with us. We appreciate it. 
No problem. Uh, first, first thing I want to say is, you know, you started out your road to play professional hockey in 91-2 in the OHL with Kitchener Rangers. Can you touch on what made you sign well, with Kitchener and I what the road in, was uh, to play Nova junior Scotia, hockey in the OHL? And Inganish, I got drafted the Kitchener Rangers. I went in, had a busy couple weeks in camp, a few scraps, and I uh, was there about a month. Um, and when they drafted me prior to that, it was like 277th overall. I think I was the sixth last guy in the draft. I didn't make it my first year. I went back to Antigonish. I played uh, junior A hockey as a midget player and, uh, you know, continued that role as a tough guy. And then I went mm-hmm. back the next year to Kitchener as an 18-year-old. Was there probably a month and a half. I ended up playing North Bay on a Saturday night, one of the couple games I played in a month and a half. Uh, and they had a deal in the works, and they traded for me on Sunday morning. They added me to the deal, and uh, I got traded to North Bay, and I had two wonderful years there. Nice. And then you saying, you know, you're being a tough guy yeah, back then. Yeah, I did. Is that I, the I role when you I was took on when you started still playing still midget age playing junior A and in Antigonish, so – you know, if I had lost my first few fights, I probably would have did it differently. You know what I mean? I would have did something else or, you know, schooling the whole bit. But I, I did okay. I continued yeah. to do okay. And, uh, you know, I guess cut my teeth along the way and uh, uh, earned respect and kept trying to take on the tougher guys. And I did okay with it. Absolutely. And then, you know, 19, we'll fast forward to 93. You're a rookie playing for Kate Brenton Oilers, and you were involved in your first yeah, professional was... fight with uh, Jamie Huscroft. No, I, were you no, sent out? I, were you, I, were you I, sent I out there to fight I, the guy, or were you when trying I was to make getting a in, You know that if I ever got in the lineup, I had to go at you know one of their tougher guys and kind of prove my worth and prove that I could do it. And I realized I probably, uh, you know, that I had to work on my skills and my skating a little bit. You know, as a defenseman at first, and I ended up switching to forward a couple of years in. But uh, I, I knew that was the way in. And, and, you know, in terms of make the team and get my foot in the doors to play tough and rugged. And uh, at that point, you know, every team had a few tough guys. So I was one of them on, on my team. So that was the way I kind of got my way through the door. And then I continued to work on my skills along the way. Now, I, I, question for you is, you know, we had Riley Cote on about, you know, about his mindset before games, and he actually no. said, like, he couldn't no, sleep. No, I don't know why I slept like a baby most nights. Well. It didn't seem, to, bo- didn't seem to bother me too much, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I can't understand. I can't, you know, explain why. I knew a lot of guys struggle with it. They didn't like doing it, per se. They, you know, and, uh, you know, it was a tough job. There's no doubt about that, mm-hmm. but I knew what it was. I knew what I had to do, and uh, I just went out and did it, and, uh, you know, tried to play the game, you know, do my job first and foremost, but for the most mm-hmm. part, I like to play the game as well. Absolutely. And then uh, we'll go to 95. Uh, you dropped the gloves with Bob Probert. Like, to me, uh, you know, you're, you're different. You're different-minded. You're a professional hockey player. To me, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Bob Probert. Like, what, what, well, what transpired no, to your mind? Did you that, have to, like, I knew that you know, was another way to prove myself and prove my worth in terms of what I did. And, and the only way to prove you're tough is to go yeah. against the tough guys. It's the same as if the only way to prove you can score goals is to score goals. Well, the way to prove I can fight is to fight, and that's what I did. And uh, we had, a, you know, God rest his soul, he was a great guy. I ended up playing with him the next year when I went to Chicago. Uh, I fought him that time. I fought him a couple a couple weeks later in another exhibition game in Edmonton. Absolutely. Uh, so that was that was a big stepping stone for me in, in terms of showing I belong and proving to myself I belong. Mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, we're, we're, we'll talk about, you know, your first NHL goal, member of the Boston Bruins. You know, you beat Chris Osgood and you, you know, after you scored the goal, you went by Osgood. I think I, 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 think think it's I said something I better like that. But <laughs> I was kind of like, uh, you know, I have the utmost respect for Chris yeah. Osgood. He's, uh, he had an unbelievable career. He's a winner. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I just saw when it dipped on him. I dipped on him and I, and I uh, luckily got one. I'll t- yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was all right. Shot. I I'll guess a, that. It was a blind a squirrel finds it out once in a while, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, uh, you, you played your share of games in a Mohegan Sun Arena, home of the Wilkes-Barre Penguins, and people yeah, are calling it, was, it the house that Bond built. When I first went there, I was in the middle of my career, and uh, they got started late as an organization. Pittsburgh put their farm team there, and they signed a few guys. I was one of them. We didn't have a great team, but you know, yeah. we, but uh, we had a hardworking, energetic team, and, and it was really new. It was really new to the area, so, um, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of excitement building up. The first nine games were on the road, so there was a lot. I remember our first game, and uh, you know, the place was packed, and it was you know, first few years I was there, it was seemed to be packed every night, and uh, I was lucky enough to be part of that. I was probably one of the only tough guys we had, Absolutely. so my hands were full every night in terms of teams coming in. So it was an entertainment factor. There's no doubt about that. And I, it was, like I said, it's time and just being there at that time. Yeah. Now, you know, we'll stay with your time with Wilkes-Barre, you know, the captain Nathan Smith honored you with the C of the final game. Like what, like what, what was that moment like for you? It was an unbelievable moment because, you know, everyone dreams of being a captain of their team. I was a captain in a couple other spots in the American Hockey League of my team. But at the end, when I was in Wilkes-Barre, I spent yeah. so long there and I ended up in 08. Uh, in my last game, being the captain of, of, a, of, a, of a team that I spent so much time playing for was quite an honor. Absolutely. Now, I saw a thing, you know, Ryan Vandenbush. We're actually going to have him on the podcast uh, next week. He has a lot of praise for you. Like, what was it with you guys going out of time? Was it a respect factor? Well, or was it just, you know. The biggest thing was we, we kind of came up together in junior. He was in Cornwall. I was in North Bay. We had a couple scraps, had really good scraps. Ended up playing pro. He was in St. John's. I was in Cape yep. Breton. We had a couple scraps. Ended up playing, you know, different spots along the way. In the National Hockey League, we had a couple. So, yeah, I think it was, you know, he's a really tough customer. One of the toughest pound-for-pound guys, as we all know, but. Just one of those things when we crossed paths, we knew what our mm-hmm. job was. We did it, and uh, he was doing it to, you know, continue to do a good job doing his, you know, part uh, on his hockey club, same as I was doing. So it was just it was a lot of timing, actually, you know, and, and both of us were always more than willing. So, mm-hmm. And then you're a guy that took the role as an enforcer for your teammates, and many think that the title enforcer is a rude guy, but that's not the case with you. You know, I, I – I, we had Rod Shrimp, Rob Shrimp on the podcast, and he said you're one of the greatest guys. Well, one of the greatest no, I appreciate that. I played with Shrimpy for a while, and uh, we spent a lot of time together. He had lots of mm-hmm. skills, no doubt, skill and mm-hmm. ability. He's a good kid, but uh, I did. You know, I sometimes I t- I, I, I'll go out and say I took my job probably too serious because I, I didn't want anyone on my team pushed around. I didn't want anyone trying to show yeah. up my bench or anyone trying to show up my arena. And, and I always wanted to have a good pulse on, on how our team felt and if they were comfortable and we were ready to go. So, um, I just did it to the best of my ability, and I, I ended up doing it quite a bit. But uh, it was always for the right reasons, trying to do it and promote my team and, and, and make sure we felt comfortable. 
And that's even going with the fans as well. You know, like I've had buddies text me like, oh, you're having Bonvi on. He's a great guy, like awesome off the rink. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's it's an honor to have you on here. And like I said, too, you know, like growing up watching it, it's it's awesome well, to I, hear, you know, your side, of, and, side uh, of the story. You know what I mean? I just, how... at the end of the day, guys, I just try to treat people the way I want to be treated. And if I can do that, uh, you know, then I think things will go all right. Yeah, no doubt. No, absolutely. And that's life. You know what I mean? And and it, yeah, my thing would be is what would you say to kids now uh, playing junior hockey that want to make it? Don't let your show? dream die. Don't let someone say you can't do it. But you got to put the time and effort, and you got to work at it. You got to accept your, you know, what you're not great at, and you got to work at those things and get better at, at at all aspects. But you know, you can't neglect the things that hey, maybe you're faltering at. And you got to get better at them. I was faltering at a few things in terms of skating and a, and a couple of different things, and I worked at it. I worked at it every single day, and and uh, but. Uh, you got to seize the opportunity and keep pushing. That's what. You, that's with anything. That's with any job opportunity you're trying to get. Don't let somebody. If you want to do it, uh, do it to the best of your ability. At the end of the day, if you can look in the mirror and be happy with the effort you put in and, and how you went about it, then so be it. Absolutely, hundred percent. And now you, everybody, you know, like if if they know who you are, if they don't know who you are, you know what I mean is. You're the all-time leader in penalty minutes for 4,804. Were um, all those penalty minutes worth it? Yeah, they, you know what? I, I, you know, I'd love to – guys, I'd love to go tell you I scored 30 goals a year and I had an unbelievable career and I <laughs> seven, eight, nine, nine are great. That's not the, that's not the case. I, I, I did my job, but, you know, I, sometimes I call it a vicious yeah. circle. Like when I first started, I wanted to prove I was tough enough and I could handle it and I could handle the heavyweights and I got called up the National Hockey League. You're trying to prove that you belong. You get sent down, you're kind of ticked off, and you want to, you know, prove the team that sent you down that you, you should get another opportunity and know that there's 30, what, 29 other teams watching every single night. And you got to protect your, you know, teammates. So that's what continues yeah. to happen. You become a fan favorite in certain spots, and, you know, it's kind of expected of you or they get somebody else. So, like I said, it was a vicious circle, and I, and I just went and I did it to the best of my ability. And if I didn't do it and I didn't make sure my teammates felt comfortable and were – where, you know, the happy to have me as a teammate and an enforcer, then they get somebody else. Nice. Now, and, that, and this is a second part question, is that, is, do you uh, feel that fighting should be still in the game? I, I, I do, but I understand taking the stage fighting out. I understand, listen, taking the fighting out of it. But the one thing I always say is I don't like, because sometimes the competers out of the game, you know, there's not as much hits, there's not as much physicality. And with that, you know what? Tempers escalate and things happen. But I'm not saying to go out in the draw and fight like I did. I did it way too much. I get mm-hmm. it. A lot of guys will say that. But I, I, I do think you're missing yeah. some of the yeah. competitiveness on a consistent basis. Hey, high, high-end skill, high-end speed, all that. Terrific players. But especially at the American League level where, you know, you might have a guy running around. Well, you've got to kind of combat that and make sure everybody feels comfortable playing on your team in the, in the developmental side. Yeah. Now, now, do you see that, you know, like, say, guys like, you know, Crosby, somebody hits Crosby. There's not there's not a big impact when somebody hits a guy like Crosby, you know, like compared to like when you played that somebody hit the star mm-hmm. player, you were. Yeah. Like, flies well, on that shit was on the job. Guy, you know what I mean? Job, but there were so many of those hits that you'd pick out the dirty ones and you'd address them. Now there's not a lot of hits. So when there's a big hit, everybody reacts. Whatever way they react, they react. That's what they do. Yeah. So. You know, I'm going to say, well, it's a clean hit now, and everyone jumped in. Well, they're supposed to jump in and react as a teammate. Whatever you're going to, you know, 
whatever response you want to give it, then you give it. But yeah, that's you have to respond. That some you know, if if you're being the teammate you're supposed to be, I, that's my opinion. Okay, fair enough. And then you know, I, I read a thing on here that you know you had a game where you're going to fight Matt Johnson, coach short shift and Matt Johnson. You look over. And Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that was my that was my first NHL game, and I everybody. Like, I what, ended up uh, <laughs> playing against the LA Kings. I was, I think Jason Arnett was sick, and they put me in right at the end. I was just, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be an extra for warm up, and I ended up playing. And I went out and I tried to find Matt, fight Maddie. We we scrapped a lot in junior, and then in pro a few times after that. But uh, and yep. Gary Mellows was coaching. He was looking over. No, no, no don't do it, Maddie. And then the puck drop, we're playing, and I look over, and, and they short, you know, it just short shifted them, and put on their best line with uh, with the great one, and uh, we end up psyched on the puck. He's right beside me, so it was a pretty pretty big throw on my first <laughs> shift. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then and then you won the Stanley yeah, Cup three times with the Blackhawks as a scout, correct? Yeah, tell us about that ride after a long well, journey. Well, it was, it was something special. What, what was that dream was nothing like, like winning it as a player. You know, I never had that. But, you know, to win any championship mm-hmm. as a player is always terrific because that's what you work as a team for as a goal. Your ultimate goal is to win. But at the end of the day, when you win a Stanley Cup, and, you know, we're on the scouting staff, so I felt, you know, if it's a minor part, big part, medium part of it, I felt a part of it at the end of the day. So, uh, and that's a, that's a real nice feeling that to know that uh, you know, and, and obviously the Chicago organization treated treated us wonderful and, and uh, you know got us beautiful rings and you know give us a great opportunity to scout and be a part of it. So it was wonderful, you know. Now, and this is why another question, a scouting question, is you know what makes you one of the top notch uh, scouts as yourself? You know, I've no. No, I'm not. I'm not you can talk good about yourself. It's not really fine. right. It's not really right. It's, like, it's, it's all timing and opportunity and things come about. But yeah. but any scout can say that. But you got to do the work. You got to get out and see hockey games. You got to, you know, uh, have a feel for what guys might be going through. Have a good pulse on the action, and you know, have some connections along the way. But you have to have a good staff around you. And I've been fortunate that I worked on some good staffs. I was in Toronto for a year, in Chicago for six, and now five with Boston, working with wonderful people. So you have good scouts with you and it's not one guy doing it. Believe me when, you know, if you're sitting in a room and you're talking about players, it's everybody okay. talking about and then everybody agrees to, yeah, let's go, let's go get this guy, you know? So, so that's what it's all about, but you got to do the work. You nice. got to go out and see hockey games and see players and know them. You can't see them once. You can't see them twice. You got to see them consistently for the year. And then year after year to really know what they are and where they're trending up, down or, you know, plateaued. Okay. And then uh, one of my last questions for you are, is what's your thoughts well, on the new 2014 no, it's playoff? It's, yeah, it's great. Great having hockey back. You know, you at the end it. of the day, yeah. it's wonderful. You know, if it was 16 teams or whatever number they, they come up with, they've come up with 24 teams, and it's going to be exciting. Now, once we get back, hopefully everybody's safe and sound and everybody stays, you know, healthy and we can get back and play. And then, uh, you know, obviously the Boston Bruins, where I work for, can get our get back up the spec and get back to where we were when it, when it ended. And, uh, should have as good a chance as anybody, I think. No. I think that's about it. And Tucker, do you have anything no, for Dennis? Just great hearing from him. Keyshawn, you yeah. have anything? I, I... All right. Well, Dennis, Dennis, we appreciate you coming on and taking time. No out of problem. Night, appreciate it. Sorry for the late. Thanks for talking to us on the podcast. Okay. Bye. Yep. No, you're good, buddy. Thank you.
So there it is. Uh, Dennis Bonvey, man. It's You hear it, man. It's, it's some of these tough guys, you know, and the enforcers, they don't want to be talked to. It, Hell yeah, he's, a, he's a gem. He's a beauty. That was, that was great. But uh, we'll go. We'll we'll go back. We'll go yeah, back I to mean, the question where uh, lifting talk. Yeah, Keyshawn. Keyshawn, we had a we had a question. Uh, what the importance of lifting weights and getting stronger and hot? I mean, it's everything. I think, especially the higher you go up, guys are bigger, guys are faster, and I mean, it's going to be a disadvantage if you're not uh, physically matured to play at a higher level of juniors or whatever it may be. Like, the more you move up, the better guys are and the stronger they're going to be. So I think it's everything, honestly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. You're not going to hurt I, I yourself mean, I, by better. Go yourself ahead. Go ahead. Talk. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. It's, it's, you know, it's, you can only look up. You know what I mean? Is if you're at that even plateau, yep. you know what I mean? And you say, hey, you know, I'm going to start lifting, right? If, if you want, if you're going to start Absolutely. lifting, you're only going to bettering yourself. You know what I mean? So if you're in, don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? There's, there's an age where you should, you know what I mean? Is Bantams? No, I think you're, I think you're, I think your first year midget. Yep. First year midgets. You should, you should start lifting hundred percent, hundred percent because you know, your body, you're you're 16, you're 15, 16 years old. Right. So your body's starting to, uh, let's say develop, develop mature into what you're going to be. Do you know what I mean? So if you're you got three more two two or three more years to grow yep. to your eighteen, you know what I mean? Your body's almost there. So if, if you're starting to lift Absolutely. and you get muscle your muscle tone, your muscle tone is gonna grow with your body. So to me to me is if you're and this is a great question, you know what I mean, is is start at midget. Don't start at bantam, start at midget. You know what I mean? You don't want to hurt yourself because if you start lifting when you're a bantam and you hurt yourself, you're fucked. You're gonna fuck the proportion up of your muscle. You're gonna fuck your muscle. Your and muscle another growth, thing is, and like, you're gonna fuck your development of, of you're growing. Fresh to the gym, don't go in there and put on heavy weights right off the bat. Focus on your technique. Get get the movements down and get stronger the right way. No, putting heavy weights on is only gonna strain your muscles and you're gonna hurt yourself in the long run. I agree. So we have another <laughs> one. I'm gonna save this one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to save this one for the end, okay? This, the last question, this question I'm going to save for the end. So we got, uh, th- this is just different questions I've seen, you know what I mean, is, you know, what do you say to a parent, and, and I don't know how many times we got to reiterate this, is what do you say to a parent when you don't. Kid like as a coach? doesn't get like that point like, that he deserves? You, what do you say as a coach to a parent? As a, co- as a coach, as a coach, you know? Oh, oh yeah, No, you what do don't. you say <laughs> to a coach you when your kid's not getting a playing time? And, and, and this is, I, I, you know, and I thank you for the question, but there's so many times where we talk about it. You know what I mean? You just don't. You don't say anything. You let the kid get his own playing time. You know what I mean? He's, he's got to work for it. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you as a parent, you're not going to get playing time. If you want that playing time, go play fucking Saturday mornings in a rec league. Go, go sign your kids up. Go sign them up like an inline hockey. You can be respectful about it too. Don't go up to the coach and start complaining that your kid's not getting playing time. Just be like, hey coach, I've noticed that you might not be playing as much. What do we need to work on? I mean, take it with a grain of salt, like and 
mm-hmm. try to focus on the positives and get better. Because if you're just going to bitch and bitch and bitch, and that's going to be your way to get little Johnny on the ice, little Johnny's going to keep making the same damn mistakes, and later on it's going to screw him over. I, I think, yeah, I think my thing is too, like, if your kid's a certain age, like, at some point, like, that kid's got to, if he feels like he should be playing, he's got to talk to the coach himself. He can't have fucking mom and dad, you know, talk to the coach and he's 16. Like, for players out there, it's like, if you feel like you deserve to be playing or whatever, like, have a conversation with your coach or something like that. Like, you know, go to his office and then be respectful, obviously, but like, you know what I mean? Like, talk to him, see what he thinks about your game and then improve it. Don't have fucking your mom calling or dad calling or whatever it is. You know, I, mean, I think coaches respect players more, so if they're going to have a problem like that that goes and talks to them like, directly, I feel like, you know, just in my experiences. No, and, and, and that's, that's awesome. You know, this is why, and people listening, this is why I love to have, you know, a kid that just aged out in, ju- in uh, juniors, Tucker, and a kid that's playing juniors now to get the – to get the exposure out to you younger kids that are playing midget and junior and, you know, the older kids and the parents to realize it, you know what I mean? Is this is why, you know, I have Keyshawn on. This is why I have Tucker as a co-host, you know what I mean? Because, and I said this before is, you know, I, I, I respect the hell out of both of them. You know what I mean? And I, I, I would, I treat them, you know, like they were my kids, you know what I mean? And, and I, that's why I have them on. So you guys understand, of the aspect coming from a player. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... You know what I mean? But, but I, but I can't, I, I can't, I can't reiterate, you know what I mean, the whole thing with the fucking, you know, parents and the coaches and, you know, shit like that. I, I, I just can't because everybody knows where I stand at that, you know, is you just, you, the parents, parents have to stay out. The, the, the parents' job, you know what I mean? And, and this and I might sound like a dick saying it is the parents' job when they're from midget to junior is they pay for their kid and they drive them or yep. they pay for them and they come and watch them. That's it. That's all. That, that's all it should be. You know what I mean? You, you don't get involved because you're you're gonna hurt. You're gonna hurt the player. And I said this before. You're gonna hurt the players. You know, reputation. One. You're gonna hurt the fucking organization's reputation. You know what I mean? And, and and I'll come out and say it, you know what I mean, is I've had, you know, parents say to me about, you know, about an organization not being able to sign as many players as they did last year. You know what I mean? And, and, that, and that's just hurting the reputation because of what happened last year. You know what I mean? And it's just it's a shitty thing. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, you, what, and, and if you're an organization and I'm saying this out there, any organization. Okay, if you're an organization and you're advertising that, you know, uh, you know, one team finished, you know, with a 635 winning percentage and one finished with a 750 winning percentage and it's not the truth to try to lure players in. Okay, you as a you you as an organization are are setting up for failure for kids that want to you're trying to get in. Does that make sense to you guys? Okay. So, so if, if, if you're sitting there saying like, Oh, come play for my organization. You know, we did this, we did that, we did this. Okay. You get, you got to look at factors as a player. All right. So if I'm a player looking on the outside, I'm looking in. Right. And I say, all right, this, this team did this and this. All right. Let me see who's returning one. Okay. Let me see who the coach was last year that did this, this job. Okay. But you also got to look and see if it, the the truth in 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 the 
in broad daylight. Okay. Because if you're lying about it saying, Oh, my team finished third when they actually finished fifth or sixth in, yeah. in a conference standing, you know what I mean? It, it's a, it's a fucking lie. It's a hundred percent lie. All right. So if, if you're an organization, tell the truth, okay? Because you're going to get the players. If not, you're not going to get the players because of what happened the season before. If you had bullshit going on the season before and then you don't have as many players signing up and you fabricate Absolutely. it into trying to get more players, you're only hurting yourself. And, you know, in, in, as a smart parent, okay, and a smart kid, you got to do your research. That's in any team. You know what I mean? I'm sure Keyshawn – has done yeah. his research fucking with, yeah, with New Alm. You know what I mean? Is that how you say it, Keish? I, I don't know how to fucking say it, okay? I'm sure you and your parent, you and your parents have done research on it. I mean, I'm sure fucking Tucker and his mom, Jody, have done research on Oregon. You know what I mean? I, I, I it's it is what it is. It's it's in the fucking it's in, it's in broad daylight that you have to do it. Don't fabricate, you know, bullshit just to get kids in your organization saying, Oh, come play for us. We did this, and then you go to play with an organization. A, the coach isn't fucking eligible to fucking be a fucking coach because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, okay? B, you're going to go there and play, and what if you go fucking 0-16 or 0-18 when you're saying, oh, this team went fucking third place last year, okay? It, it, it's just complete bullshit. You, you exactly. don't know how many teams were in that fucking league. You say they finished third, there could have been five teams. You know what I mean? There could have been fucking 30 teams. If there was 30 teams, absolutely third. Fifth, third, fifth, Absolutely. fucking second out of 30 teams is hell of a shit. It's fucking unreal. So so if you're a fucking player or parent, do your research before signing with these teams. Okay? If you need guidance, talk to other parents. Okay? Talk to other parents that were there the, the last season. Okay? Um, next, next question is, you know, as a coach – if you have a parent coming up to you asking you, do you want no, to help you want the bench, coach, what do you get, say? I say, fuck off. Get a gun and be a coach. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, that's... Uh, that, that's just me. You know, I, I I can tell you right now is I had, there, there's, there's, you know, I had a coach, I had a parent coach come up to me and say to me, you know, I'll say his name, Vince Trompiano, okay? He came up to me. I, I coached this kid, Chris. He says, hey, would you like my help? I said, I look at him and said, all right, you can come out in the ice. He, he, he did the first season. You know, guy respected the shit out of me. Didn't step on my toes. He goes, this is your show. He's like, I'll just move pucks. I'll tell you if I see something. I'm like, done. You know what I mean? He, that, that's all he did. Coach with me, you know, U16s. And then in the extended season where I went, as the day I, I was let go, the next weekend he was let go because he was part of my coaching staff. All right? Fucked up. Point, point is – is if you if you feel comfortable with a parent, okay, and you know that parent before you know you get put in the organization, take that parent. If you get somebody that asks you if you need help, you know Johnny's dad. It's a fucking you know beer league fucking bender that doesn't know how to fucking play and wants a fucking coach. Absolutely not. Not not at all. Or you know a first year you know you get appointed a fucking first year coach that doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's an assistant coach favorite, and thinks he knows what the fuck he's doing. Absolutely not. High school self-proclaimed superstars. You know what I mean? And now think that they are like the shit and they absolutely know everything. Yep. <laughs> so many. There, there is, and it's the truth, man. And, and, and I'll say this, you know, there's, there's people that know the game and there's people that, you know, mm-hmm. 
think they know the game that want to become coaches. And the people that think they know the game and want to be coaches stay it, you know, don't, don't start off, you know, you, Hey, I want to be a midget coach your first year. What the fuck is that? Like who, who in their yeah. right mind says, I want to be a, I want to be a first year coach as a midget, a midget coach. You know what I mean? And, 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 and I'll, I'll take it. You know I mean? My first year, my first year coaching, I, and I was an assistant coach for U16. I was my first year coach in U16. I was only an assistant coach one year. Second year, they're like, do you feel comfortable? I'm like, fucking right, I do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just give. I, I was ready to fucking take over in my first year as a coach. You know what I mean? And and because it wasn't it wasn't because, you know, I, I, I fucking I kept my mouth shut. Yep. I kept my mouth shut first year assistant coach because it was my place. You know what I mean? I didn't want to overstep my boundaries. And I respected I respected the, the you know, the GM and the owner of the team is in Doug Lubner. Because the guy knew what the fuck he was talking about. He's a family friend. You know, I, I coached both of his boys. You know what I mean? And I kept my mouth shut. He looked at me and goes, are you ready to take over? I said, all right. U18 fucking took over. And it, it was my second year. But I knew what I was talking about. You know what I mean? They respected me. They knew what I was talking about. I play high-level hockey. All right? And I didn't, I didn't have any help. I looked at him and I looked at him dead in the face and I said, listen, I said, I'm going to coach this team by myself. I don't need help. They're like, are you sure? We got parents. I'm like, this is, and this is, this is, this is going back. This is going back eight years, eight years ago. And, and this is before the bullshit even happened. You know, it's 2000 fucking 20 right now. 2019, 2020, when I realized like, fuck, fucking parents need to stay out. Okay. This is back in fucking 07, whatever, like fucking, what was it? What's eight years ago? I was gonna no, say I started coaching. Math. No, this is longer than I started coaching <laughs> 2011, 2010. All right. Yeah. Goddamn math. Fuck. Fuck me. Right. So, so you know, they looked at me and said, "Hey, do you do you want an assistant coach?" And I looked at them right away. Dead serious on my face. I'm like, nope. And they're like, why? I'm like. Cause I, I was like, this is, you know, you're giving me, this is my team. I want things done or right, you know, a certain way. You know what I mean? I, I, I have a system in place that I, I'm going to implement on these kids and I don't need any outside bullshit having, you know, fucking Johnny's dad, fucking Johnny's dad and Timmy's dad being on the fucking bench and thinking they know what they're fucking doing and, you know, undermining me. You know what I mean? And they were cool with it. They were cool with it. You know what I mean? And, you know, my second year with them, I, I took yeah. I took on, you know, Tim Quinn. He was my assistant coach. Loved him. All right. So and and there's only like there, there's certain people that I, I respect that were my assistant coach and I that I had. Shout you know out I mean? Joe. Fucking like, you know, guy. like Joe up in Lehigh Valley. Respected the fuck out of him. Love him. Love Joe. Joe 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 approached me and said, Hey man, you know, I, I you if you don't want me to coach, I, I'm like, Joe, I'm like you know, we had an agreement. I said, you do skills on Monday. I'm like, you handle the D. He goes, that's fine. I go, perfect. I said, I'll over, uh, you know, you know me, I'll over, I'm, I'm overing everything. Like, if I see something different, I'm going to change. He goes, absolutely. Right? So, he was cool. Like, I shout out to fucking Joe. Loved Joe. You know, Vince Trompiano. Loved him. Loved him as an assistant coach. Like, that. you know, I, I wish Tom Egg would be assistant coach or, you know, Chris Howard would be assistant coach for me. You know why? Because their their parents that know the game. They're parents that want the best for all the kids. Yeah. And not just I mean, their like, own I kid guess because their one kid's not getting playing time. Here. Um, when do parents you know what need I mean? to quit coaching their own kids' team? 
When when do parents need to quit like being their own kids' coach? Say that like, one more time. Coaching your kids' team. <laughs> as soon as they fucking lace up the skates. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can't. There, there's a and, and I'll say this time and time again. There's a reason why you're a parent and there's a fucking coach. Okay. And I say this time and time again is yep. if you want a good coach as an organization, you got to fucking pay them. Okay? You got to pay the fucking coaches. Okay? If the season's fucking two months long, pay them $2,000. Okay? It doesn't matter. You guys are fucking raking it in, charging these fucking kids. That's on the cheap, Fucking guys. 15 you know, $2,000, $3,000. Okay, 1500 That's on the cheap end. That, that's you talking. You know what I mean? And you time that by 20 kids, you – come on. And you, uh, you have an organization. If you want a good coach, you got to fucking pay him, okay? You got to pay the coaches. You can't have a fucking parent saying, oh, guess what? I'll do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, might hockey, yep. I could see might hockey doing, you know, parent volunteer. I could see that. No. You know what I mean? Because no one wants to coach mites. No one. Like myself, myself, you know what I mean? I, I love watching my kid. You know, I would love to be out there with those kids, but there's no way, there's no way I'm going to sit out there and say, hey, yep, I'm going to take a contract and coach these kids. You know why? Because of the fucking parents thinking they know it all, might, and screaming. I have a video. I even sent you guys a video oh, of yeah, my kids' fucking mic game. Yeah. Of a fucking parent. I'm like, how during pissed a mic can you be at the refs during a mic game? Like, it's literally you know I mean? no like, penalties. Like, are you serious? You exactly. A at a I mean, mic game. You don't have college refs there. You have the 14, 15-year-olds who are level one refs just learning how to ref the game themselves. Cut the kids some fucking slack and just shut your mouth and enjoy the damn game at that point. Your kid's not oh. playing for the Stanley Cup. Just chill out. Just enjoy it. So, so you. T- no. So to answer your question is, to answer your question is, is you know, to me, if you're a parent, don't don't step in and coach. Unless. Unless there is a fucking dire need <laughs> that you know nobody's gonna had do an it, then happen like that. Then do it. Program, not gonna lie. You know what I mean? We had a coach that got arrested North on Dakota. a DUI the night before a championship game, and, and they threw his hungover ass on the bench, and he was sleeping. We had to have a parent step in and coach. <laughs> I can't make this up. <laughs> You're shitting me. I, I can't make this shit up. <laughs> And let me let me let me just say this: If you're in fucking Mandan and you need fucking hockey lessons or fucking Absolute hockey coach, sign Tucker Hammer up, okay? Sign the fucking kid up. All right. And now we got I got two more two more questions. Is you know one, and these are both parent related questions, and I you know I love it. Keep them fucking coming, right? Is why don't you like my kid? It's not anything with the kids, the you, way he why, plays you don't or play your something kid, why don't you like my kid? I don't think any coach will honestly say that they can hold a grudge against a kid for something that is not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AJ. I, I, I can say it. One, one kid in my life. <laughs> one He's like, all right. I, like, can say I get it. your point, but listen. <laughs> I, I'm being honest. 
<laughs> but I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. With you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll be honest. Not go ahead. Anything finish. like that? I mean, if your kid's not getting play time, it's probably because he's not doing something right or he's not comprehending what the hell's going on. He's off in La La Land. And I mean, I don't think parents are able to see the faults in their own kids half the time, and that's the problem. I mean, you got to be able to take ownership to your kids' like mistakes. I mean, you learn from it. It's how you're going to get better, and it's what you need to do. If you're not willing to do it, then you're playing the wrong damn sport, and your kids should be on the swim team. It's an individual sport, more than welcome. Especially, I feel like if you're playing, if you're at a level where like you're still, you know, with, I hate to say like pay to play, but like you're playing youth hockey still, and like where guys get ice time. Like if your kid's not getting ice time, then you're like your kid's really doing something wrong. Like. Yep. There, there's something wrong. Like he needs to develop whatever it needs to be, or something. Because it's like at that level, it's like you know most of the kids are gonna play. I feel like. Well, I mean, even at the junior level, I mean, tier three, it is pay to play hockey. Stuff. Oh yeah. And I mean, if kids are getting benched, it's not because of anything. Yeah, it's, like, it's your own maybe, damn fault. Get, yeah. get better or your own get fucking fault. <laughs> But the thing is, is, you know, you, you, you're playing junior hockey, junior, junior fucking hockey. You're not playing fucking rec league. Okay. If you're playing junior hockey, if you're playing junior hockey, your fucking goal in fucking hockey is to make it further than what you're playing. Agree. Agree or disagree. Where the fuck did Keyshine go? So... (laughs) If if you're playing at that level and you aren't getting the playing time, it's not the fucking coach, okay? It, it, it is the coach's decision not to play you, hundred percent. And and he has every every fucking right not to play you. You know why? Because he's in charge. He's he's the authority. Okay. So if you sit there and you're saying, "Why am I not playing?" Okay. Do yourself a favor, okay, after practice. Take all your shit. No, 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 no. Leave your shit on, okay? Leave your fucking helmet on. Go in the fucking locker room bathroom. Look at yourself in the mirror and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Okay? If you're a fucking midget player and you have the same problem, do the fucking same thing. Okay? Look at yourself in the mirror. You know what? Well, I mean, another because thing you can do, too, can it's not even coaches. You, looking right back at you go up to... The team okay, captain that, or whoever the team leader is, if you don't have assigned captains, I guarantee you can find one guy in the room who is leading everybody. And you can ask him. I mean, I guarantee your team leader is getting play time. Ask him uh-huh. what you need to do to improve. And if they can't tell you, then, I mean, I don't... <laughs> as a captain, if you want everybody they to shouldn't get be better, yeah, I mean... <laughs> but if they can't help you, then go <laughs> But as a parent, if you go up to a coach and ask yeah, them directly, I, I agree. why do you hate my kid? That coach is probably going to tell you just to fuck off. And your kid is probably not going to see the ice. But if you do it in a positive manner and ask him what your kid can improve on I, to maybe see some more ice time throughout the season, 100% the coach is going to help you. If you're respectful, they're going to help you. If you're a dick, you might as well just sit in the stands and shut up. But this... But the thing is, is as a coach, okay, if you're sitting there as a coach, okay, and 
and it goes around the world. You know, some some coaches, and I'm saying this, some coaches might not like some players. Some coaches yeah. just go with the flow and like, hey, you're not playing my system, you're not playing, okay? It, it could be out there. It, it could be. You know, they, we're not saying there isn't. There's not one coach out there that doesn't like players, okay? But for myself, okay, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it, okay? But if you're not going to play my system and what I want because I was hired as a coach for one reason, and the reason was to win a fucking championship, not for fucking player development, because this isn't fucking Mickey Mouse hockey, okay? If you're not going to play the system, okay? It's yeah. not that I don't like you. It's like I don't like your attitude that you're not playing my system, okay? So I don't like your attitude. If, I'm yeah. not saying I don't and like you. if mom you, and dad have a better idea okay? for a system, it's saying I don't like your attitude. Team, feel free to join mom and dad's hockey team. <laughs> you're not playing on a team that's not playing oh. mom and dad's system. That's just yeah, life. absolutely. Say hey, like. uh, yeah. And I mean, like another thing around this area too. Every kid's on a different hundred percent. I can't even call it AAA hockey because it's a fucking joke. It's basically who's willing to pay the most hockey to say their kid's an all star. Pay the most money. I think I missed that, but um, it's a joke. I mean, you got kids coming in on it, the same teams, and they and like twelve guys will play on different teams around the state in South Dakota, Minnesota. We got kids that are going to Vegas to play hockey, and they come back here and they think they're hot shit. Yep. And you know what? They can't fucking produce because they all got this mindset that their way is the right way instead of listening to what the coach is trying to tell them. So, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on that, okay? We all know that we had one player in the valley, okay, that you know thought that his hockey and the way that he played hockey was the right way, okay, and you know, and we said we touched on this, you know, on the last podcast. I, is, I, yeah, like I thought he was know, a good player. Don't get me wrong, the kid was a decent yeah. player, okay. Just he fucking... had, he 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 had the skill. Okay, he had the skill. That's all I'm gonna say. He had the skill. No, not at okay? all. He 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 didn't have the whole fucking package, though. Okay, he didn't. Nope. Okay, he had the skill, but he wanted to do things his way. You know, he's telling me that you know, uh, you know, I'm the I'm the best best player that you had. Came out and said it. Best player that I had. You know, I'm the best forward he had, the best D that he had, you know, yep. and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, I tried putting him forward and you fucking cried. So how are you the best forward? You know what I mean? But, you know, and you get players like that that think they are the total package, but really they're not, okay? It, it, you know, you sit there and you're doing all fight, you know, fucking things with the team, playing football on the turf, and you look up and, the, and you're yep. sitting up there on your phone talking to your mom or dad on the phone. Right, and and that's just bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, for Christ's sakes, I brought my kid Landon up a couple times to play on the turf. You guys, why is it okay for my kid to play with you guys, but a teammate of yours can't play because he he thinks he's better? Like it, being being that way in hockey, and that that goes from, and I'll say it, you know, as a parent, that goes from fucking parenting, dude. You know what I mean? That that, that comes from your fucking parents. Like, hey. You know, you're the fucking best player in the world, okay? I get it. Every fucking parent thinks their kid's the best player in the world. I get it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think my kid's great, okay, but he can improve his game. I'll say it. You know what I mean? And I'll be the fucking – I'll be the toughest critic on my kid, 
okay? But I won't fucking, you know, manipulate the, manipulate the coach to fucking play him. You know what I mean? I won't manipulate yep. him to fucking, you know, go play fucking higher-level hockey. That's on him. You know what I mean? And Adrian looks at me, and she goes, you know, why why won't you coach your son? And I said it to her. Yeah. I said, I, I to me, I honestly, I love watching him. I love watching him. You know, I'm, I'm that dad in the corner. You know, I'll sit there during game day with, you know, my, my hoodie up over my head, you know, watching them. And I get, I laugh. You know what I mean? I laugh at my kid. Some of the shit my kid does. You know what I mean? I laugh. Like the way he, the way he fucking, you know, the, the way he plays, the way he scores, the way he, yeah, he'll, he'll no, fucking, you, you know, somebody gives it to him, get he fucking gives it back. You know what I mean? I love that. I love I mean, watching that. I got fucking tabs on this kid's career. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And it's 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 to the point where, you know, if in we're all fucking topic here is, you know, if if you're a fucking parent and this and this stays with the parent. If you're a parent, okay, and and you're watching your kid, okay? If you're watching your kid play Mite, Squirt, Bantam, Peewee, Midget, yeah. whatever, be their fan. <clears throat> Okay, does that make sense? Be be their fan, not their agent, okay? Not their not their fucking, you know, their 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 coach, okay? Be their fan in the stands, okay? Let them be because let's let's say here, okay? Your kids playing midget and junior, okay? And you know, your mom's button, your mom or dad are button in during your midget and junior career, okay? Yeah, you call that you what's, call that What's going to happen when you go to college and you play college hockey? Huh? Yeah. You, you. What are you going to do when your your kid is, you know, yeah, out of college and, you know, he's in a work environment working? You're going to fucking call it – you're going to call his boss? You know what I mean? And, and bitch to his boss? You're not. You're, you're – let your kid be. You know what I mean? And, and that's just – that's just hard knocks hockey, you know. And, and I say it myself is, you know, Chris Howard and Tom – I will preach – I will preach about these two dads until the day I die. Okay. Is, excuse me, is they both let their kid play and they want what's best for a kid and let the coaches do their job. Okay. They don't bark at the coaches. They don't bark at parents. They don't bark at the organization. Okay. Do what it's, they, they do it good by their kids. Okay. They're hard. It's a hard knock. You know what I mean? Like be hard knocks on your kid. Okay. The tough get going, yeah. let it let let them figure it out. Let them fucking figure it out. You know what I mean? To an a certain to an a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like if you if your kids fucking battle in hockey, let them fucking battle. Don't fucking fight the battle for them. Okay? If you fight the battle for them, you might as well just fucking hook your fucking nipple up right to their mouth. <gasps> okay. I mean that's an you know extreme way to like, put it. Quit fucking I mean, you're hitting. <laughs> it's a fuck I mean, yeah, I mean these kids. It's the fucking gonna truth, have to man. It, it really is. In time. And I mean, like, even Hunter, I mean, Hunter's come home and he's talked down it, upon some hockey teammates of his. And obviously it happens. But it's like, as soon as he starts doing it, I'm like, dude, cut the shit. Yep. You're still on these guys' team. You are at a young level. You're going to play with these guys until you graduate high school. So you're either going to have to figure mm-hmm. it out or you're not you're not going to have a good hockey career. But I 
dude, you in in you say it you say it like that, and I totally agree. You know, what I mean, and you get the kids, you get kids in might, you get kids in might. Like, there's a kid on Landon's team, like kid's good. You know, what I mean, good kid, and he literally like he'll he'll say things he'll say things while I'm like tying the skates for you yeah. know Landon and stuff like that, and I'm like, you just can't say that, bud. You know what I mean, like. You can't say you can't say shit like that. You know what I mean? Because a these are your teammates. B you're going to play these kids. You're going to see these kids for a long time. Okay, and and people don't forget. You know, like if people don't don't forget. You know, you take you take Dennis Bonvi, you take Dennis, and, and he uh, he's playing. Like you think if someone hits oh, one of his God, teammates no. late in the game, he's not going to forget it the next you game. You're going to remember that. Hundred percent. Give me a second. Hey, Maria. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Brian. See you later. Uh, my neighbor across the street. <laughs> Landon, bring it. Come inside. Sorry, boys. Sorry, guys, for uh, listening. Um. And, oh, I forget what I was saying. What was I saying? I'd be. A, I'd be a fucking. I'd be a fucking dad there for a second. Time to go to bed. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, but like we, I was saying, you know what I mean. It, you're gonna see these kids for a long time, man. If you're if you I mean, if, if you're, you're a Mike Squirt right now, you're gonna see these kids for fucking six seven years, man. As often as possible and as much as possible in the off season, even during this quarantine bullshit, get together, go pass some pucks around, go play some roller hockey, find somewhere to do something productive. Hmm. Okay. I dude couldn't couldn't agree more. Okay, so we have uh, one more, and this this kind of went on. The last question is: Can you talk? Everybody's can, just talking to family. Can, who's that? Pops or mom? Yeah, fuck Jesus Christ, family, lost familia. Um, can you talk more about how parents control organizations to get their kids playing time? I mean, we just touched on it. And, and then I, I, like I said, we can't, we can't touch on it anymore. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I want some Burger King that. and some Wendy's, dog. Oh, where we're at right now, and the Mandan Hockey Club. I don't know if anybody from Mandan's listening, and I really don't care if anybody from Mandan's listening. It's a mafia. They have the teams picked out before the season even starts. It's based on who paid to go to these fancy ass camps all season long. And when you've got kids walking around the first week of uh, practices telling kids that they've already made the A team, it's, it's fucking embarrassing. It's discouraging to the other players, and it's just shameful for the organization and the parents that are a part of the board. Yeah. It is yeah, they have, absolutely terrible. I don't know if they did the funeral or yeah. I don't know how they did it because, you know, Keyshawn, shut the Keyshawn, fuck up, shut Keyshawn. The fuck up. <laughs> Keyshawn, get off the podcast if you can't order your damn Keyshawn, food. Keyshawn, shut up. Yeah, because that mommy went to Sunday. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keyshawn. Oh, my brother. And they should be back soon. All right. So, so, uh, yeah. Today's Wednesday, yeah. Jesus fucking like Christ! I, I, I just can't. I can't believe what the fuck's going on right now. <laughs> Keyshawn. Yeah. <laughs> Keyshawn, you done? 
<laughs> All right, good. So, uh, yeah, we're going to give a shout-out to our <laughs> This fucking guy. We're going to give a shout-out to our sponsors. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to give a shout-out to uh, Ink Gurus. Uh, if you guys need shirts, hats, jerseys, anything screen-printed, go check out Ink Gurus on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, also, we're going to give a shout-out to Keyshawn's dad for talking about absolutely fucking nothing right now. Um, no, nah, we're going to give a shout-out to uh, Goodwood Hockey. Uh, Goodwood Hockey's partnered with John Chiavo. John Chiavo plays in uh, the SPHL right now. And uh, both him and Kelly are doing great things for Goodwood Hockey, uh, giving back to the game for youth, you know, uh, charities and stuff like that. Go check them out at Goodwood Hockey on Instagram and Facebook. Also, give uh, give a follow to AT8 Hockey. AT8 Hockey has all your gloves and sticks uh, for your needs. Uh, and I'll say it, and I'll say it every fucking podcast. Best stick I've ever fucking used. Lightest stick, fucking durable, fucking sick kick point. Um, go check them out on Instagram and Facebook at AT8 Hockey. And uh, last but not least, we will give a shout-out to uh, our, our new partner here is uh, Case Kings. Case Kings uh, has all your telephone, telephone, cell phone needs uh, for, for cases. They, they're starting to do NHL players, um, snipers like Gretzky, Howe. Uh, Pasternak, those guys, McDavid, Crosby. Uh, go give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Case Kings. And uh, other than that, again, I can't preach this enough to you guys, all the fans, all the feedback we're getting. Uh, thank you very much for the feedback. And like I said before, you know, like we're doing our own thing, man. We're doing our fucking own thing. Uh, we're doing our own podcast here with, you know, the people we're getting on, Tucker and I. Uh, yeah, took over January. probably uh, January for Mike. Yeah, January, and you know, and in, in, in we it was a rough patch. Like Mike, respect Focusing Mike. You know, Mike went right to do now. his own thing. You know what I mean? And he's he's going to college, graduating college. Yeah, he's focusing. You know, doing his own thing. And you know, it, it, we were in a hiatus for here in a little bit when Mike was doing that. But now, you know. It's just it, it's taking over, and we appreciate for you know the listens and the feedback and the guests we're getting on here. And and I, I tell you, we like I said before, we started this as a joke, you know what I mean? But now it's it's serious, you know what I mean? And we're trying to take it to the next level here, and we appreciate it. We're trying to give you the positive and negative feedback of youth hockey and junior hockey, and you know our experiences. So uh, again, from the bottom of our hearts, Tucker and I 